Welcome to a crossover edition of the OBR Film Breakdown, hosted by Jake Burns and All Eyes on Cleveland, hosted by myself, Brad Ward. It's a weekly event, our crossover event, uh, both Blue Wire uh, podcasts uh, collaborating together uh, once a week. You should be used to it, and here we are. How you doing tonight, Jake? Hey, I'm good. I'm hanging in. Um you know, mid mid little midweek late night blues, but you know, football's on the horizon, so we're okay, Brad. How are you? <laughs> you got the blues the midweek late night blues. I don't know if I've ever heard that one, Jake, but I feel it. <laughs> I just like I feel it. Man, it's only Wednesday night. Uh that yeah. sucks. <laughs> I feel it. And and there's so much out. There's so much to, you know, this team is tough to cover right now. Uh trying to stay positive day in, day out, you know. I feel better after yeah. I listen to Stefanski's press conferences. Is that a is that a bad thing? It's like he he just has this attitude like he, nothing is going to deter, deter him. One day at a time. I'm there with you, Kevin. Trying one day at a time, buddy. Yeah, he's that's his thing, man. He's so even keeled. Yeah. He doesn't doesn't take blame for anything in terms of like uh, you know put blame sorry put blame on guys and he'll take blame for everything and. Yeah, we're gonna persevere. We're gonna fight. Yeah, I mean that's his that's his MO and a large reason of why I really like the guy. Agreed, agreed. So tonight, you know, obviously rough news this week. Uh, Jakeem Grant out for the season, torn ruptured Achilles. Right, uh, mm-hmm. brutal man. Uh, you know, the, he was kind of a bright spot at camp from many people's accounts that he was kind of flashing, doing some things on the offensive side of the ball, some tricky ways they're going to use him as kind of a utility guy. Uh, and in the return game, you know, he was a, a what, second-team All-Pro return? Uh, yeah, he was last he, year. He had a nice year last year. So um, and he, uh, or, or maybe two years ago, either way, it doesn't matter. He was one of, he's one of the elite returners in the game. Um, and the Browns, brought him in to fill that role and now he's out for the season jake so we want to kind of talk tonight what that does to the roster um initial thoughts you have for me here on on just grant going down for the season and if that changes anything immediately for you on the roster um no not necessarily i mean like I would say it's it's too straight. I don't I don't remember when JoJo Natson got hurt, but they brought him, and I think his first year was 2020, right? Yeah. And he was supposed to be the return specialist, and he tore an ACL. And yes, and Browns have bad luck when they bring in somebody to be a primary return guy. But anyway, no, to me, it, I it stated it earlier this week on my pod about this camp fascination thing people do where Jakeem Grant is a competent receiver. I mean, he's fine. He's like literally competent is the the perfect word to explain (laughs) how he does things. But like, you'll see these highlights of like, man, Jakeem Grant looks really good when he's going up against people don't understand. Like he's going up against second string corners. Like he's in second and third string corners. Like he's supposed to look really, really good in those scenarios. So you know, people would be like, well, he's going to have a big impact. No, he's not really. He wasn't, you know, look at his stats. He's never really had a big impact on any offense he's been in. He just, he's had a couple of years where he's had 300 yards, but it's just not a thing. Like he's, it's just not a thing for him. So, um, you know, that part of it's always been kind of funny to me. I, I mean, I'm bummed because he, he was working really hard. He got a nice contract that was going to pay him pretty well. And, you know, he was set to make good money. And I thought he really would have helped their return game, even though, the NFL is sort of marginalizing return game impact in, in yes. totality. 
he still had a chance to be at least a plus at that position, both return spots. So um, I'm bummed for him. It does, you know, people have called it a major blow and stuff. And I'm like, it's not, man. I mean, like, it's just, he wasn't going to move the needle on wins and losses this year. Just, just wasn't. And it's nothing against him. It's just the fact is the fact, like what he was doing is not a giant value added thing for the organization. So, I'm not all too worried about the Browns' overall win loss and bottom line changing. It's a, it's just a, it's a sh- shitty injury for a player who's a veteran, and it can really damage, deter, kind of like Tariq Cohen, who I think has. I correct me if I'm wrong here, Brian. I don't know if you remember seeing that, but he was working out this off season and was like live streaming a workout and did it. Like he Ugh. ruptured an Achilles. It was pretty crazy, and and, and it's just it's the, the way worst, it goes man. sometimes when you enter the late. 20s and in approaching the early 30s of your body's been doing this for almost two decades at that point and it's just eventually it's going to break down on you and unfortunately that's part of it but it doesn't move the needle much for me in terms of uh, success or failure for the brown season they can you know i i've this is going to sound bad i guess but i i would have rather seen return opportunities go to young guys who i'm excited about seeing what type of return guys they can be with more experience doing it like you know i I want anthony schwartz to continue to get those reps i want uh you know i want dearness johnson to get reps and we'll talk through guys that are uh potentially up to do it but like to me i i just would i would have rather i I wanted to see some of those guys do it anyway just because i want them to 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 see some growth in those spots so it's tough for jakeem but not not a huge deal for the browns bottom line Uh, i guess my the only thing that I come away from it with, uh, from felt or uh, from uh, Grant going down is, okay, they brought him in primarily as a return guy because he's viewed as an elite return guy. I get it, right? Okay, they that's a, they were like twenty ninth in returns last year, but it's like you said, it's not a huge effect on the NFL today's NFL, right? Being twenty ninth in return game, right? I, I mean, field position matters to a certain extent, but. I, I get I get it, right? So they brought him in to do this. And that's fine that he was going to fill that role and maybe do some trick stuff on, you know, reverses, whatever, you know, on offense, utility stuff, as, we, as you said, a competent receiver. I guess my question is, I, I don't really think, unless you can find another, I don't think there's anybody else out there that you can just give, like, a just a returner role to. on the So, like, I think he's the only guy you could do that for because he was viewed as an elite returner. Does that make sense? Like, I don't think you can go out and say, hey, let's just go get XYZ just to return kicks and punts because it matters that much. Who cares if he's a good wide receiver or not? I think that's kind of how they viewed Grant a little bit. Yeah. And... I don't think they can afford to do that with their wide receiver room at this point. I think it has to be a dual some it has to be a wide receiver or a running back that can do both at this point for yeah, roster and, reasons. And I think the Feltons, the Schwartz, the Donovan Peoples Jones who have done it, they have to they have to be better at it. They just have to be yes. better. So um yeah, you solve it a little bit that way internally to an extent. It's just not gonna be a big explosive part of what they do. Uh so again there was not even a promise that that grant was going to be explosive and have a big play you never know you just you really never know on these things so yeah i don't think there's go out and get like and some names that we've had here like you know i'm not bringing in bringing and the browns have had this propensity where they get to know guys and they have them around and then they bring them back 
There's yeah. so many examples of this, like Hubbard, they keep bringing back and Willie Harvey's gone away and come back. And there's a lot of guys that have, you know, look at Javante Moffitt they've brought back. So like Jojo Natson being brought back makes a lot of sense because that's the habit that they have is bringing people back who they are very comfortable or familiar with. So wouldn't except surprise me in the least there. Except it, he doesn't contribute to the wide receiver room at all. That's, that's, that's kind of the point. I, yeah. I couldn't agree more, but yet they've had him for years. Yes. So it's like, yes. um, I don't know what they'll do. I don't think there needs to be some giant pressing need to, to, to replace this guy either. I think we're going to talk about some options if they want to really address return. But to me, I'm looking at like wide receiver with a more concerned look and trying to figure out guys that I could bring in in that market that could help me. No question. And maybe as a sub sub part of what they do, they're also able to return some kicks as well, you know? No question about it. Hey, you know, the the wide receiver room, you know, it's been a concern for me. And, and um, you know, somebody made a comment the other day. It doesn't matter what it was about, but they're like, oh, well, it's different now that Felton's gone. Well, if, if or not Felton, I keep saying Felton, and I mean to say Grant, uh, it's different now that Grant's gone. It's a different situation. Well, if, if Jakeem Grant going down changes your outlook of your wide receiver room, then you weren't deep enough in the first place, Jake. So let's yeah. let's be real here. Uh, so, I mean, if you were depending on him to do big things, then, then you weren't in a good position anyway. So, yeah, I agree. And I if don't think gonna... they were, but I think people get tricked by this. Hey, man, he's had a really – look at these one-on-one reps sure. he had at camp. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's fine, but he's going one-on-one against – you know, guys that aren't going to matter. They're just they're just back end of the roster types who are, you know, the Reggie Robinsons of the world who are just there for camp, you know. So uh, yep. d- that doesn't move the needle for me. So, I, I mean, yeah, losing Grant clearly a defined role as a returner, but you can – I'd rather him not be getting reps on the offense anyway, I, 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 to be honest. So yeah, I'd rather those go to Schwartz or those go to Felton to see – to try to figure out who these guys really are. All right. Jake, give me uh, a list of guys on the roster that you are thinking that can fill this role, and, and and then let's go through and see if there's any guys that you don't want to do that job. Yeah, like, I guess the, the guy with history is Donovan Peoples-Jones, and I really don't. I just would prefer him to not do it. They're so thin Agreed. at receiver anyway. Yes. I prefer them not to do it. Uh, it, it, it Demetric Felton had the fumble, not fumble, muff, muffed return issue. Uh, last year so i mean if he can clean that up i i'd be interested but there's a lot again a lot to clean up there because i think he muffed four punts none of them resulted in a turnover but he just didn't catch them clean to me my ideal thing would be dearness johnson returns kicks he was pretty good at it back in 2020 when he was actually given the opportunity to do it so i would have him returning kicks and then if schwartz can't return punts like I hate to say it this way. What, what are you doing here? Like what, what, like this guy has speed for days. If he can't return kicks or punts, I just have a hard time being like, that guy makes a ton of sense for this roster based on what we've seen from him as a wide receiver. So that's a guy obviously. And then, um, you know, you could, you could kind of sprinkle in, is there a guy at the end of the roster wide receiver group is, can a, can a corner do it? Sometimes, Teams have had corners that are back there catching punts. I don't know. Those yeah. are the ones that come to mind off the I top, heard, uh, but um, they, I don't know, man. I really I heard don't Jamarcus, know, like, Jamarcus Bradley mentioned. I don't know if he's going to make the roster. I, I'm not, I'm not, I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. 
I don't either. I, I mean, really don't either. There's a so, bunch of guys at the end of the roster that are fighting for that spots. I don't know. I, I mean, how, how, here's here's one though. You know, if Jerome Ford is going to make this roster because they're going to need to keep all these running backs, then he can at least do one of these jobs, right? You would think. I mean, catching punts is a different animal than catching kicks. Kickoffs, I think kicks are yeah. a lot easier because largely because kickoffs are mostly nullified into the end zone these days but yeah punts are a different animal with swirling winds and how the football comes off the foot of the punter and all that stuff so um yeah i i i think that in in, a, in an ideal world you would be able to find a rule for both of some of these running backs that aren't finding the field but punts are weird so it's a matter of who's comfortable doing it and i would imagine they're not going to sign somebody like you and i have talked about here they're not going to sign somebody for the sole purpose of of coming in and doing that. And it gives you an opportunity here in training camp to sort of figure out uh, through preseason who can do it and who can't and come up with an answer. I at least know yeah. Felton's got experience. I at least know as a, as an alternative or a backup to the backup situation here, Donovan people's Jones has also done it. Um, you know, you got to temper your expectations with what those guys will actually do in that role. But yeah, they could, they could at least handle it from an experience standpoint, in my opinion. Yeah, Felton felt like the first answer for me. Yeah, me too. Uh, but I he think wasn't that, good at it, but he could get better, right? You know right. I mean? Yeah. Um, and and like you said, I think Dearness Johnson on kickoffs and and Felton maybe on punts, but it, that depends. They'll try some guys out, I'm sure. I mean, who knows what's going to happen at the? And we're going to get into this in a minute here with some of these fringe wide receiver guys, right? So, yeah. Um, I guess Felton. Uh, to me, it also kind of depends on what kind of role he, what kind of role do you expect Felton to take on in this wide receiver room at this point? I mean, it kind of feels like he may be taking on a larger role than we even expected at, at slot wide receiver. Do you feel that way? It's um, it's a safe hunch. I I think it's a safe hunch he's going to have some sort of role as a wide receiver, but what that role is, tough to tell, Brad. I mean, he he makes some sense to me to get some snaps in the slot for sure. Um, But, but again, I don't think the punt return aspect would overwhelm his ability to do that. So um, Felton was a roster lock for me. People have been flirting with saying he's not, I I think there's too much there to be figured out. Um, Too many nice plays were made by him last year when given opportunities. Um, There was no more athletic play by the Browns last year than that screen. He took to the house and and against the Texans. Like, there was, there's something there with him. It's just kind of what they're doing is kind of figuring out what it is. And, and I just saw no path to letting him just, just go. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to have a big role, but I think he certainly has a chance to have a role that, that people have been, uh, for some reason trying to boot him from. And I've, it's never made a, it's never made a ton of sense to me. So, uh, we'll see what ultimately becomes of it. But, but I, I think that, his role as a punt returner seems the most likely of the outcomes that we have here, Brad. And then I yeah. do think he's going to get some chances in the slot too, uh, just because they're going to need a change of pace. He's, he's he's a little a little more shifty than David Bell, and 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 I just think that they're going to be running some guys in and out of those spots for sure. Yeah, if if this Grant injury helped anybody, and I don't think he was in danger anyways, but it secured a roster spot for anybody. I think it kind of secured a roster spot for Felton for sure. If he mm-hmm. was, if he was even on the bubble, right? And you don't even think he was there, right? So, 
Yeah, um, I, I didn't, but yeah, I think you can you can pencil it. I guess pencil it in now is probably the right way to say it. But, but yeah, I, I, you know. Yeah. Let me uh, throw some na- extra names at you that are not on the roster. Okay, let's see if okay. anything jumps out to you here. This is from a heavy dot com article. You're listening to a crossover edition of the OBR film breakdown and Jake Burns and all eyes on Cleveland and myself, Brad Ward, like we do. Every week about this time, breaking things down, uh, Browns training camp, first uh, preseason game, just 48 hours away, sir. Um, crazy. Crazy. All right. Travis Benjamin is written here as a potential ideal fit. I don't know about that. After spending last season with the 49ers, Benjamin is fully healthy and working out in South Florida. According to league sources, several teams have shown interest in Benjamin. Thoughts yeah, on I mean, I if they if they wanted to do it, I'd be all behind it. I mean, especially cool little Cleveland reunion uh, for him yeah. too. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd have no problem with it. I don't, I don't expect that, but I, I, I would not have any issue with it whatsoever if they went that route. Uh, Jalen, you mentioned this one to me off air, Jalen Rager, uh, first round pick out of TCU with the Eagles. He's having in his best camp, I guess so far, which doesn't say much, you know, his performance has been down, uh, uh, according to league sources, the Denver Broncos have shown interest in Rager, um, 23 year old, uh, who could be turning the corner. Yeah. This is kind of, uh, if, if the Browns weren't in if a position where I don't think they want to <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't be getting rid of him, right? He's turning the corner. The Eagles would would be uh would not be in any way, shape, or form discussing such a thing. But yeah, I mean, could have changed. It's like the Corey Coleman thing. It feels very Corey Coleman to me, where it's like, oh it yeah, does. he's in New York. He got a chance to get out of Cleveland. Cleveland, uh, okay, sure. He's just not good yeah. enough. But but it, can he be good enough given what we know is the issue for the Browns? I think there's a chance there that that situation. If the what you have to give up is minimal, that yeah, it can be to me. I, a young player like that, I, I don't mind taking that risk. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
John Ross, speedster. We know him well. Uh, long time with the Bengals. Never really amounted to what his uh, number nine overall pick, uh, you know, said that he was going to be. Uh, suffered a knee injury last year in week 13. Um, thoughts on him? Probably good. I, I think John Ross had a lot of chances to prove who he is. We know who he is just very frail. Doesn't have any sure. catch point qualities. Doesn't separate. Um, you know, I mean, to me, and I don't mean this in a in a in a, in a bad way. Like, just feels very Anthony Schwartz like to me. Just a, a, a higher drafted Anthony Schwartz. Who, what does he do well? What does he do well? I, he's never figured that out. And you can have all the speed in the world you want, but if it doesn't manifest itself yeah. in a football speed way, then that matters, right? Agreed. Uh, and then T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton is is 32. Uh, I mean, listen, I'm for anybody that improves this wide receiver room. Or is it a body that has caught balls before at this point? I even take T.Y. Hilton at 32, Jake. I'm sorry. I, I would. I think I would, too. I mean, I'm not like like much like you're saying there. You're not really very picky about it. I'm not very picky about it, too. I'm to the point where, like, Bodies are bodies, man. I, I think yeah. that they need and, – and I just have concerns. The three guys at the top, they clearly believe in quite a bit. That's that's Peoples, Jones, Cooper, and Bell. But, like, man, I, I just can see this thing getting so bottled up that it's a, a repeat of how miserable the wide receiver stuff was last year. So, I mean, who's the fourth guy? Felton? Uh, Schwartz, I guess. Like – that's if Schwartz is your fourth, if Schwartz is your fourth guy, you're in trouble. Yeah, and it's like especially with Amari Cooper's injury history through the years, it's just not been great. It's not been perfect per se. So you start to run into some of those things where you're just like, man, I, I I'm I'm just a little bit nervous about all of it, and it <laughs> might not matter, but I I, I would be very seriously considering some of these guys, maybe not the trade path, but there are like these guys who could get cut in camp and a guy that I'm super interested in as maybe somebody who doesn't get cut, but you could, you could swap out a six for a seven and something like that entice them without giving up a pick is Darius Slayton, uh, the the young man in New York who who is just really an interesting player uh, has had interesting moments in the NFL. Um, but but this year has seemed to be sort of almost phased out um, by New York and whatever the hell they're doing in New York. So um, that's a guy I'd be interested in a little bit, can do some things, has proven he can be a decent wide receiver in the NFL. So that's one that comes to mind. But, yeah, I mean, like the T.Y. Hiltons of the world, I, I wouldn't be, like, bothered by it at this point. I'm very much shrugging my shoulders at, at, at what they're going to do at wide receiver and how they're going to be effective with the group that they currently have, man. Like I'm yeah. just nervous about it. And, 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 and I think that a lot of what their plan was, was tied to Deshaun can, can improve everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we can get through the first six weeks and then Deshaun can improve uh, a, a lot of, a lot of these guys warts. Like we can overcome them because he can make them better football players. And it's like, now you're in this tricky spot and it's just going to be it's going to be tough and and I, I I really think that just punting on wide receiver and shrugging your shoulders especially now with Grant's injury is very very hard for me to just be eh okay with when I know you want to save as much rollover capital as you possibly can like that point doesn't miss me but 
I, I don't know, man. I kind of think you should be considering a little bit about guys that you can keep for a decent number this year, in my opinion. Jake, this 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 infuriates me. Where here I go again. I, I promise I won't get mad like I did last time. But uh, <laughs> I, I I hate the idea of having a talented roster as the Browns have here. Right, great defense, a lot of the pieces here, guys in their prime, and not taking the extra step to finish the roster properly. Right, yeah, like leaving this wide receiver room a guy or two short and ending up having to depend on no names when you're already potentially down your starting quarterback. Like, that is going to drive me crazy if it's not addressed because you got to give yourself a shot. Like, these guys are smart enough to know to give themselves a shot, right? I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm losing it. I, I thought the same thing. I mean, it just feels like I understand you can't fix everything on a roster. That, that point doesn't miss me. But, like, I just think they've been – brazen with certain positions defensive tackle included where they're just trying to shortcut it and I, again i'm not asking them to go sign the biggest of the big names like i'm not asking them to do that but i think that they're like you said just kind of leaving themselves really vulnerable and it's not like to me defensive tackle i get it you know it's it can be viewed as this position that you can gloss over and get by without you know, yeah. having very good players there again, uh, that point doesn't miss me whatsoever, but wide receiver is by every metric from an analytics group or, or anybody involved in analytics is like a very important position. So it's interesting to me that they would be comfortable putting themselves in this position where right now I don't, there's only three guys. I'm saying I trust David Bell. This guy's a third, late third, almost fourth round rookie. I've never even seen him in the NFL. So you yep. really have two guys that you feel that good about. So I don't know, man, I'm an idiot in a chair and like, I'm, I'm trying, I always try to keep perspective on some of that stuff, but man, is it, is it like, I don't know, Def- Brad, I don't know. Definitely it's weird. not an idiot. It's, 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 uh, it's, we- it's weird to, to look at some of this stuff, how it's constructed and just be like, what they need to get some professional wide receivers into Berea. It's, it yeah. seems so obvious to me. Yeah, it does. It seems blatantly obvious. Uh, and, Okay, so a couple of guys that have had good camps, right? Uh, fringe guys. Get your thoughts on them, and we'll kind of wind this down here, okay? Michael Woods the second was having a good camp by all accounts. Uh, and then his hamstring? Uh, deep, hamstring. Deep muscle? Can, some, one of those two. Mm-hmm. Um, he, anyways, he's dinged right now. He was having a good camp and, and it sounds like from other accounts that Mike Harley Jr. has had a pretty good camp. Uh, If we're talking fringe guys, these are the guys that get mentioned the most, at least from what I've read and paid attention to. Anybody else you want to throw out there that maybe (laughs) surprises us? No, I mean, listen, people listen to our shows and I try to say this on mine a lot, like. I'm here to give you really the best analysis I can give you. I'm not at camp. I, I've been at camp in years past and um, love it, love being there, love the atmosphere of it. But with our second child this year, I just couldn't be there. And it's hard for me to sit here and trust some people that are saying these things because, again, it's perspective on who they're facing. And, and, and there's just a lot of moving pieces there. Sure. And you can you can really be blinded in, pre, in, in camp by – 
this guy's having a breakout camp. And it's like, well, you know, who's he going against? What's the scenario? And, and people don't always know. So I'm not going to sit here and say I thought Mike Woods. Is, I, I think you're right. People have said it. It makes me what it makes me want to do, Brad, is watch preseason because preseason is yeah. going to tell you everything. It's going to tell you everything. Yeah. And I think that's why people tune into a lot of the stuff that I do is I'm going to break it down every angle of what I see. And you're going to have an idea of how these guys have played in the preseason based on that tape. Like I, I just, I hate giving camp reports as this, as this answer that is, that is really going to give you like this, this hope about, and I'm not saying that's what you're doing here, Brad at all. I'm just saying like, no, no. I don't, I don't know, man, Mike Woods, like I'd like to see him play real competition. I'd like to see a lot of these guys get against other teams. And that's when we'll say whether we think these guys are going to be roster worthy players or, above and beyond. I don't have any idea what some of these guys will look like. I've seen clips where they've been decent or competent and it's like, okay, but they're facing Herb Miller or whoever. Like <laughs> I, I get it. So, um, yeah, I, I'm ex- put it this way. I'm really excited to see some of them. The positivity that comes out during camp makes me want to watch them in the preseason games and then try to analyze what they have or what they don't have. So, um, that's kind of where I'll leave it. I, I, I've been drawn to seeing more of Jordan Elliott because I've heard some positive things about Jordan Elliott. Has he really changed his approach the way he said his first few years in the league? He was almost getting by. Um, has he really figured it out now or never? All those those cliches for him, are those going to come to fruition? Really interested in seeing some people like Alex Wright. Haven't heard much about Alex Wright. What's he look like in a uniform? You know, Winovich, uh, is he going to be able to be the, the the rotational edge piece that they really need him to be? Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else. A.J. Green playing as well as people have talked about. Uh, John Johnson seems to be having a strong camp, which which coincides with his middle and late portions of last year, which I thought were really good. So uh, you're not going to see much of John, but that's a guy that I'm really excited about for this year uh, on top of some others. So, yeah, I mean, listen. I, I hope uh, against all odds that some of these wide receivers can figure it out. I mean, it just, I, maybe they see something internally that we don't see from afar. That's certainly, certainly possible. Uh, but I, I just like, whoo, I don't, I get nervous. I get really nervous about some of these guys and how they're going to make it work, man. So, right. um, and, and again, I don't like, like you said, I don't like leaving, unfinished parts of your homework here on the roster where it's like, you could go out and make a deal for somebody. I mean, it's there to be made. So, and there's guys, I mean, there's guys out there that would just help, right? Like there's just guys that are like you said, I think you said it best when you said just, there are professional wide receivers out there that that's all you need. I mean, that would just make me feel better just to have a professional wide receiver that you could, you know, plug in your system and you know he's going to give you this and that, right? Yeah. Uh, this Everything's unproven from Peoples Jones on down. Yeah, I mean, so. when you feel like Donovan is – and Devon, Donovan's had – and he had a nice second year, uh, you know, and, 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 and I don't want to take that away from him, but, man, I don't know. I just am, – I'm nervous about, like, that's your second receiver. That's who you're really right. banking on this year with Jacoby Brissett. Okay, we'll see. You yeah. know, we'll see. I agree. That's what uh, I've been saying for a long time, but it just seems to kind of be uh, highlighting itself a little bit more here the last few days. You know what I mean, Jake? So, I definitely um, do. Good talk here on uh, return game. 
I would think they'll try to do it in, internally first, probably. They'll probably maybe hold a tryout or two. They, But they always turn in the bottom of the roster what they signed a linebacker the other day and got rid of another guy running a veteran linebacker. Um, so on a tryout, right? What's that guy's name? Uh, we just posted on him earlier, Jordan. Uh, oh, boy. It's K-U-N-A-S-Z-Y-K. Kunizik. Six, five-year, six-year guy. Uh, yeah, out of Cal. Special, um, special teams yeah. uh, ace. So interesting that they're, you know, they're doing tryouts all the time and stuff. So that, That's I, another I spot, too. I should say Tony Fields is, is a player that you're, you're definitely interested in seeing what's there with him. We didn't see much of him his rookie year. He played some specials, but, like, that seems to be the fifth linebacker. You feel like Sione, Phillips, Walker, JOK locked in who's your fifth and sixth linebacker especially because those guys are so vital mm-hmm. to your special teams is is tony fields doing okay what does he look like and then yeah they're they're trying to shuffle in some other bodies to see if those guys can potentially be a more useful player it's uh it's interesting those signings are interesting when you don't see an injury that coincides with them you know yeah, it definitely feels like a uh, maybe a, just a guy that can play special teams for you right if yep. You, you know, you don't want to have Willie Harvey Jr. on this roster again, right? As your, I don't know, I don't know maybe you do. I don't think so. No, I but. don't think they do. <laughs> I don't think they do. Uh, but he, he's there in camp, so it's interesting. Um, any other things, topics you want to hit on here while we're on the air? To get, we probably won't talk. We won't talk to uh, do another crossover till after this uh, Friday night game. Any thoughts, real quick, before we get out of here? No, we'll get together Saturday and give our thoughts on the game. Uh, try, try to pick it apart a little bit more. But I think we covered the the wide receiver concerns, some names that are out there, and then some of those guys just naturally coincide with special teams players that that could be answers if they wanted those guys to be answers. So, but again, we're August tenth. We're almost to the to the to the minute uh, and to the day, a month away from the opener. You're really running out of time to make a move like that. I mean, you just. You know, you got to get a guy like that up to speed. There's a lot of moving pieces there. So, um, yeah, I'm not holding holding out much hope that they're actually going to bring somebody in. I'm really not, which is yeah. which is kind of yeah. crummy. But it is. Uh, it just doesn't feel like they're interested in doing that. Right, right, right. The second. See, seems like they already would have. Right. Um, it, at this point, all the indications are there that they could use somebody. So it is a little weird that we're sitting here and they haven't. And it just doesn't make me feel optimistic that they will. So. Right, um, I agree. We try to try to evaluate what they have and see what they end up doing. They're probably only going to keep five of them. It's like, oh, well, they have three or four tight ends. Well, no, they only have two tight ends that we all feel <laughs> decent about. So, yeah. again, it's sort of strange all the way around, Brad. Hey, that I like that Slayton call. That's a good call. I don't know what. Yeah, that, that would be great. He, I really is. Yeah, uh, liked him. So he's an interesting guy. But keep there's not many that I'm interested in trading for um, yeah. because of the difficulties in trading, and especially due to the uh shortened amount of picks the browns already are dealing with but but Mm -hmm. he's one that i would be like if they could do a swap or something creative to to make that work i'd be interested in that if he's going to be cut or close to cut anyway all right jake uh you are listening to a blue wire podcast joint collaboration between the obr film breakdown and jake burns and all eyes on cleveland and myself 
Brad Ward. Thank you for listening. Go tune in to all of Jake's shows where all popular podcasts are found and listen to the OBR on Twitch as well as, uh, of course, as we already mentioned, the OBR Film Breakdown. Uh, and join Apple, us on Playback Spotify. this week, Brad. We're gonna playback? Be doing a, uh, playback live stream during the game. I'm going to basically wow. be your, your Tony Romo if you want to come hang out with me and watch the game. You can Are put you going to predict you have to play do is, calls? Hey, I'll try my best. Not in a preseason game, probably. We'll talk about players, but um, <laughs> just you just have to put in your TV provider and... Uh, once you put in your TV provider, that unlocks the station. So we all stay on the same timing of the stream and all that stuff. It's a pretty cool thing they have going there. But, yeah, you can come hang out. All hang out in the same chat room. You can actually come up on the stage if you want to and and and, uh, and yuck it up, uh, hang out. So that's another cool thing that you can do if you're into that thing, asking questions or giving commentary. Um, pretty excited about this tool. So, yeah, all you got to do is sign up, getplayback.com slash home slash OBR live. And then uh, the same, that'll be in the same room every time. It's not a different URL you have to go to after every, you know, before every game. It's the same place every time. You put in your TV provider once and you can come hang out and watch the game with everybody in a chat room and all that fun stuff. Pretty cool. I, I did it once for a uh, NBA game just mm-hmm. to watch the game with some people, uh, some buddies of mine, and it was pretty cool. It's actually really cool. It's really cool. cool. It, yeah, it, is, so. it is a really cool. And you can control the volume. I mean, Hell, if you just want to hang out in the chat room and talk with friends, mute me and just have the game volume up. You can do that. I mean, that's that's a yeah. thing that is available. You don't have to even listen to me, but if you just want to hang out and chat with friends and all that, all that fun stuff, that's another option that you have too. So yeah, join us. It'll be a blast. I, I imagine you guys will have a bunch of people there. That'll be pretty cool. So check that out. Hope so. Right. Hope so, man. Do Hopefully you-, you can come too. Hang out for a bit. Absolutely. The OBR always doing very cool stuff. Uh, Jake, thanks, brother. Uh, and with that, uh, see, uh, see you on our next crossover. See you on the other side of our first preseason game. Uh, for Jake Burns, I am Brad Ward. We are out. Go Browns! <laughs>